0: artist and author of transforming your thought life christian meditation and focus and three self-published books she's on the devotional writing teams for encouragement for today a wife like me devotable hopeful living and woman to woman ministries when she's not reading over 100 books a year she enjoys painting baking gardening and playing the flute her daily must-haves are hot tea dark chocolate and fresh flowers yes she lives in rural jackson with her husband and three children and she writes about finding god's peace sarahgarringer.com, and remember those little slips are for her giveaway so get those filled out and piled up on your table and we'll come around for them so let's welcome Sarah thank you so much for having me here it's just so fun to be with you um, so I just want to explain the giveaway before I get started uh, one person will have a one of my books for a giveaway so if you sign up today you'll be added to my email list I send an exclusive devotion every Tuesday afternoon and you can unsubscribe at any time but I also give you access to a whole library full of printables so um, if you are interested in that then go ahead and put your email list on there or email address on there too and I'll draw the winner at the end of this talk so about 13 years ago i was sitting at these exact same tables in this exact same room and i began coming to this very same group when i had a two-year-old and a newborn and i loved the fellowship and i made some friends that i still have to this day And uh, the mentor moms, including Deb back there, um, also made a very positive impression on me. So you are in the right place. And it's because all of us moms need help and encouragement. And so I kind of thought back to um, what I needed when I came to this MOPS group and I thought what I wanted was encouragement and I wanted practical help. So I have made a talk today that I hope you can pull some things out of that you can take home and put into place so that you'll have extra peace in your home. So my children are now 15, 13, and 11 and when I look back on the years when my children were babies and toddlers, I just, I'm filled with joy. Um, and I know that you are all in the trenches, and that might be hard for you to see right now, but I want to encourage you, because you can make these challenging years more peaceful with intention. So if there's anything that I want you to take away today, I want you to remember this. You are the heart of your home. God made you that way. He crafted you with special gifts and sensibilities to create a loving and peaceful environment for your family. And he will help you build your home, whether you had a great example to follow in your childhood or not. God wants to give you the perfect peace that passes all understanding so you can share it with your husband and your children and others in your family. So when I was a young mom, About the age that you all are in here, I was blessed to work from home but I had dreamed about pursuing writing since I was in junior high. Uh, When my babies were taking their afternoon naps, I was journaling Um, and then once they all got in school, I began working outside of the home. But every day I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, yes I am a morning person, um, to blog before I went to work because I was just so passionate about pursuing my dreams. So two years ago I quit my day job to uh, pursue writing full-time and this was a dream come true for me but it also produced anxiety. I still needed to help pay the bills with freelance work in addition to writing my own content not to mention you all know this the household chores cooking the meals and shuttling your children back and forth And I just couldn't juggle all those balls in the air very well. And sometimes I was dropping them and that was very, very frustrating to me. I desperately wanted peace in my heart and mind. So I looked up Bible verses about peace and I chose my favorite one and I made it into a screensaver on my desktop, which I looked at dozens of times a day while I was working. And this is the verse that I picked. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That is Isaiah 26, verse 3. So every time I felt anxious, which was many times a day, I repeated that verse out loud. And I heard God asking me, do you really trust me? Or is your mind steadfast on something else besides me? And I had to admit to him that when I focused my mind and heart on my anxieties, I lost peace. But when I trusted him with all of my matters, large or small, I felt more peaceful because I knew he was in control. And I think that is probably the main struggle for us as moms. We desire control over all the responsibilities that we have, but that's never going to be possible since we are imperfect by nature. We simply can't handle all our responsibilities on our own power, and God wants us to trust him to be in control so we can live lives of peace instead of lives filled with anxiety. So as you keep your mind steadfast or fixed on trusting God to provide peace for you, you will experience his peace in every aspect of your life. Whether you're spending time with your husband, caring for your children, or making your house a home, you can truly have greater peace with God's help. When you are intentional about seeking God's peace, you will be able to share it with others, including your extended family and friends. And in my book, Christmas Peace for Busy Moms, this is the first self-published book that I had, um, I talk about five key areas where we can choose peace, and I want to share these with you today. So the first area is peace in your heart. About 16 years ago, I decided that I wanted to read the whole Bible for the first time ever. And so I purchased a one-year Bible, and that divides the Bible into daily readings of Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. So it was just an easy, convenient format for me to go through. And every morning I'd get up and spend about 10 minutes reading the passage, and God began working on my heart and mind. I grew up with many hurts and struggles as a child of divorce. I'm sure that's probably true of many of you in this room. And my heart was not peaceful. It was filled with worry and strife. But when I sat down, just with God and his word, I felt a sense of peace. And I began recognizing his voice. I heard how much he loved me, and I sensed that he had the answers to all of my problems, Spending time alone with him gave me a taste of the peace that passes all understanding, which guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, according to Philippians 4-7. It healed my hurts better than anything else, too. Moms, as the heart of your home, you must first cultivate peace in your own heart before you can share it with others this is only possible if you choose to spend time alone with God now I know how hard this can be when you're in the stage of raising little ones Um, sometimes when I was in your shoes I would take my quiet time in the afternoon because the mornings just didn't just didn't work if you can set aside 10 to 15 minutes with God every day it will make a huge difference in your overall peace level Um, you will start recognizing his loving voice. You'll notice that the way you talk to yourself is very different from the way God talks to you. He never condemns or criticizes, and sometimes he does offer loving correction, but he will never shame you. When you spend time alone with him, you're going to learn to treat yourself better because he um, treats you like the princess that he sees you. You're his precious daughter, and he wants you to learn that. Um, When I spent time with God alone, I also learned he had different priorities for me than I had for myself. So I am a high achiever. I'm an Enneagram one. If any of you take the Enneagram test, I'm the perfectionist on that scale. So I'm always pushing to do more and be more, but that one-on-one time with God every day helped me align my priorities with his priorities for my life, and he helped me let go of my impossible expectations for myself, aka supermom, and relax in his loving embrace. So by putting him first on my priority list, everything else fell into place. So if you're like me You probably spend 15 to 30 minutes a day scrolling through Instagram. So why not just swap some of that out for a Bible study session with God? Uh, For busy moms, I recommend the First Five app uh, because it's a really convenient way to get into God's word with your heart and mind. Um, If you are worried that you might not know what to do or say, in your quiet time, you can pray first. And you can ask God to soften your heart, enlighten your mind, and recognize his voice. He will be delighted to answer that prayer. You can ask these three questions every time you read his word. What does this passage tell me about God? What does this passage tell me about how God wants me to live? And what does this passage tell me how to ser- about serving others? That's a really easy way you can apply to almost every passage. Um, Another thing that I do, uh, I've started doing this year, is picking one verse from my daily reading and just writing it out in a notebook. And um, studies have showed that anytime you write something down, you have about a 40% better uh, retention rate in your memory once you write it out than just reading it. So that is a really simple way to start getting God's word into your heart and remembering it. And then it's surprising how it just kind of pops out in my conversations once I've written it down. It's it's just really an effective way. So I hope that some of these techniques help you cultivate peace in your heart so it can start overflowing onto others. Okay, I spent the most time on that one. The other four I'm going to get through faster. So the second one is peace in your day. OK, I want a show of hands, how many of you moms consider yourself planners? Oh my goodness, like almost all of you. So how many of you are free spirits? Oh, come on. OK, a few of you, all right, all right. So I, like I told you, I'm an Enneagram one, I'm a planner. But I am secretly envious of you free spirits, because you just have so much fun, you know? That can be hard for me. Anyway, I think that both of us, both kinds of personalities, really will benefit from like 5% more planning. And let me give you some uh, examples of that, Okay, I remember a simple lesson that I learned the hard way. Pack an extra outfit and package of wipes every time you leave the house because my babies had blowout diapers more times than I could count. And when your baby has a blowout diaper, it's pretty hard to go into Walmart and, like, go buy something because it smells like a trash truck. You know what I'm saying? Why didn't I do that? I had this whole closet of baby clothes. I could have just thrown one in the, you know, it's just those kind of things. I remember that, like, ruining my day a couple times, you know. So if you can just think about those little details, you will start cultivating peace in your day. You can also create peace by scheduling your day around your child's sleep schedules. So I know this is not always easy to do, but your child will be less cranky the more sleep he or she gets. I remember relatives criticizing me for planning or attending gatherings around my children's nap times but looking back I don't regret that at all because my relatives were only focused on enjoying their time with the babies. They weren't thinking about the screaming fits and messed up schedules that my husband and I would deal with for hours or maybe even days afterward. And so when I prioritize their sleep it seemed to be- benefit everyone in my house. Um, And I feel you will not deal with this stage forever. I'm telling you teenagers have an altogether (laughs) different sleep schedule, you know, Um, but it is really worth taking a stand on now if you can, because it will bring you instant peace in your day, mom. So here's another tip for you. Babies and young children really respond well to predictable routines. If you can adhere to a regular schedule, you can create greater peace in your home. Um, I remember many of my friends would put their kids to bed at 730 because then they could have like two hours to watch TV together or whatever. Our kids were never like that. They went to bed at like 9, but don't hate me they all slept through the night so you know I didn't get quality time with my husband but I got good sleep so you know you got to take what you get right Um, anyway if you can just kind of study the natural rhythms in your home you can kind of set a plan according to that and and just create a more peaceful rhythm. one of the rhythms that I remember is when my baby girl was taking a nap, that's when I would focus on quality time with my two-year-old and my four-year-old. So we would read books together, we'd do finger plays or something, and my boys started looking forward to that because they felt very important because the baby's taking a nap, you know, and I get to play with mom. So once, once I kind of established that, then they really looked forward to that. So that's a fun way you can, you can do it. Um, one more thing, any planning you can do at night can make for a smoother morning, especially if you attend church on Sundays. If you can lay out the outfits, that makes life much more easy, and if you're brave, let your toddler weigh in on the outfit choice. Ask me how I know about that. <laughs> um you can pack the diaper bag and make sure you have the sippy cups and bottles and snacks and everything in there. I think getting those tasks out of the way the night before creates kind of margin in the morning because you know somebody's going to throw up. Somebody's going to start screaming, you know, and then you're not scrambling to get that, the diaper bag packed or whatever. So I just found that planning ahead at night really paid off dividends the next day. Okay, so the third area I want to talk about is peace in your relationships. Most of us moms are the natural nurturers in our families. Usually we have the bulk of the responsibility of maintaining relationship ties. I think most of us enjoy this responsibility and welcome it, and I hope that you realize that every effort you make to do that is worth it in God's eyes. I uh, write regular for for a website called A Wife Like Me, and we actually put a compilation book together this spring called Dear Wife. And um, our team of contributors is working to lower the divorce rate by being real about the struggles and joys of married life. And I myself have experienced a difficult marriage for almost 19 years, and my husband and I wouldn't be where we are now without God's help and lots of prayer and a large investment of time. Um, Maybe you are a high-maintenance couple like my husband and I are, um, or perhaps your marriage does not require as much effort. However, I know that every single one of us, will drift apart if we don't prioritize time with our husbands and the season with little ones can be so challenging to make that time for him but um it really matters to your husband I think my husband a few times would say I mean he was just vulnerable and he would just say you know they get all the attention and I I get the leftovers and that you know, I thought I can do better with that. I I might not always, not every day is gonna go perfectly. If your child's sick, you know, that's, but just kind of moving him up on the priority list a little bit, it just helped him feel loved. So that's how you can bring um, peace to your relationships. Also, um, I read, I don't know what year it was, it was probably when my kids were pretty young. I read the book, The Five Love Languages. Uh, if you haven't read that yet, it's, it's priceless. Um, but it taught me that my husband felt loved primarily through touch and acts of service. So once I discovered that, then I could minister to him in, in those ways, in ways that he felt loved. So that that book really helped me. Um You can also establish an atmosphere of peace with your children and I remember setting the bar really high for a peaceful atmosphere in our home. And uh, when my children were trying to throw tantrums to get attention, this is what I would tell them. I said, you know what, you can be as angry and loud as you want, but you're going to do it in your room with the door closed. I'm not gonna participate in it. And you would be surprised at how short-lived those tantrums are when there's no audience. And I have to tell you though, Okay, I my children, again, please don't hate me, um, none of them <laughs> were very strong-willed. So if you have an incredibly strong-willed child, I don't know what to say. <laughs> You'll have to ask the other moms here that have them. But um, that worked for me, and I think no matter what personality your child is, as long as you can communicate to them, you know what, peace in our house is at a high premium, and we're all going to work together to, to bring peace into this house, then they know that they play a role in it so that's my suggestion to you Um, another thing that I did um, I, I was at a focus on the family event and they talked about blessing your child and I think my children were probably like seven five and three at the time and they talked about how you have to place you have to touch them so I put my hand on their head and I just say a really simple blessing I just say here it is, I say it every night and I can't even think of it. You know what I'm saying? But something like, may God bless you, may you you have peace in Jesus' name, amen. Like, it's literally two sentences, okay? So my 15-year-old, he's six foot tall. He still comes to me now and he's like, give me my blessing, mom. He, He won't let me hug him. But he wants me to put my hand on his curly hair to ha- head of hair and say, you know, Jesus loves you, Drake. You know? So if you can establish this habit, you kind of send them off to a sleep with peace covering them. So that's that's something, that's a trick I learned from Focus on the Family that I hope it helps you. Um, I'm gonna speed up. Okay, peace in your surroundings, fourth one. Um, beautiful things are important to me I have an art degree I also have an English degree Um, but I don't have to have a super clean home but I do need beauty around me every day to feel good inside Um, in the winter time I struggle with uh, seasonal affective disorder it's kind of a form of depression that's brought on by less light and so something I have done the last couple years to deal with it is I buy I splurge on fresh flowers and so I'll buy one of those um, bouquets at all these it's like five bucks and then I divide them into like one by my bedside and one in my uh, bathroom and one on the kitchen table so I can look at flowers wherever I'm around and it really does make me feel better so you can do creative and inexpensive things like that because I do feel like um you know our Lord made such a beautiful creation. Beauty is important to Him. And I think that you, moms, need to create some space in your home where it can be a beautiful place that you can relax and be recharged and feel his peace. You might not be able to afford to do that in your whole home or even a whole room, but you could do it maybe in a corner of your bedroom or your bathroom or someplace that when you go, you feel refreshed. So for that, for me, that is is—it's um, my wall of windows where I have all my uh, indoor plants. So that doesn't get cluttered up. Now, don't look at my kitchen countertop. You know, that's full of papers and junk. But my plants are always organized and pretty. So, Another suggestion I have for you in Peace in Your Surroundings is to try to get your kids involved in picking up as soon as you possibly can. Um, I remember my kids were around 15 months old when I had them start picking up their toys and putting them away, and I made a big deal out of it. Oh, my gosh, you're such a big helper for mom. I'm so proud of you. And so it just kind of trained them, like, you have a role in this, you know, and now they... Now that they're teenagers, they do share in the household responsibilities. And I think as long as you set that when they're really little, it's gonna be easier when they get older to involve them. Um, And of course, it's good to have them seeing your husband helping you out too. So I, I think you have every right to ask him to help you in some way. So my husband, I just told him, there are five people that live in this house. I will do everybody else's laundry, but not yours. So he does his laundry. He kind of grinds his teeth when he does it. But I'm like, it makes me feel like I'm not doing everything, you know? So you can kind of bargain that with him. Some of you have those amazing husbands that, you know, are like house husbands and they do everything. That's not ever going to be my guy. And that's okay, you know? But I think it's good for my kids to see him doing something because they need to know that mom isn't the person who does all the work in the house, you know? Um... And I'm just going to go to the next one, Uh, peace in your holidays, because we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas and all those fun things. I just want to tell you that now is the time to start planning for peace. I had so many stressful holidays when I was a young mom like you all. And after those stressful years, I went on a quest to find ways to purposefully pursue peace despite situations I could not change in my extended family. And God showed me many practical examples in his word, and I felt led to share those with other moms through my writing. And I believe that Satan attacks us at Christmas time because he despises the fact that we celebrate Jesus' birth. And he doesn't want the Savior of the world to receive any more glory. And he certainly doesn't want us to pass on the message of the gospel to our kids. So I think those times when you get irritated at Christmas, maybe filter it through that. Um, viewpoint and think, you know, is Satan just messing with me because he doesn't want me to bless my family, bless my husband, bless my kids? And you can just fight back, and you can just say, not today, Satan. No, Jesus is ruling this home, and he's going to bring peace because he's the prince of peace. So um, I think that you can choose peace in your holiday by being intentional about teaching your kids, uh, about Christmas time and what it really means. And they need to hear it from you, not just from church or Sunday school. It's really, really important. And, um, when they're little, they're so open and there's so many good activities to share with them. We had the, um, Fisher-Price Nativity set, you know, and they've acted it out, and we also got different Advent calendars. The kids love those. Um, I found one at Barnes & Noble, and it's, I think they still have it. Um, It's little books, of the christmas story there's twenty four of them and they have little hangers on them so we would just get a little tree and every morning before school we'd read one of those books and hang it on and you can send me an email and i'll give you the link to that i just don't have it to share in this talk today but that they still like it they still like it as teenagers so that was really cool Um, but i think just doing some kind of fun and engaging activity with your kids is going to teach them about the christmas story Um, you can also choose peace in your holiday by letting go of unreasonable expectations. So (laughs) I encourage you to purpose in your heart to just create peaceful moments that aren't necessarily perfect, but that you're just trying to bring peace into your family. Um, I have to overcome this, I've asked God to help show me my part in the Christmas strife, like I said, in my extended family. And when I have taken responsibility for my uh, attitudes and actions that needed to be fixed, uh, I recognize the power that one person has to bring peace into a situation. Even if no one else changes, you can be the agent of change if you choose peace. So I just have Two more suggestions for you, and then, then we'll do our drawing. So if you haven't filled it out yet, go ahead. So I recommend two dates for you during this holiday season, okay? One is a special date night with you and your husband. So many Christmas holidays are are um, revolve around children, you know, the parades and the... Um, just there's just so many and it's very children focused and I think that it's he might not tell you but he might be feeling left out like why is it always all about the kids and it's not about us so what I started to do a few years ago is just scheduling a holiday date night with him and um, it really did uh, help boost the peace for us and we needed that to kind of charge up before the stressful um, celebrations with family so like one time we just drove around and looked at christmas lights and we went to my daddy's cheesecake and shared a dessert like that's all i don't even know that cost 10 bucks you know like it's it's nothing and just something that small can make that big of a difference so just be thinking now what can i do with my husband during the christmas season to make him feel special and then the other one you're gonna like this one is a date with you and god so every christmas break i take one afternoon for myself and i've done this for years even when my kids were little um it's a day to reflect on the blessings of the past year thank and praise god for all his goodness to you in 2019 and then look forward to 2020 and the kind of things he has in store for you. So if the weather is nice enough, you know, Missouri, it could be 64, it could be 14 below. You just never know. But if it's a nice day, I'll go on a walk in the park and pray while I'm walking. And that just, I just feel totally like a brand new person after that. Um, If it's a cold day, no big deal. I just get my hot cocoa and my fuzzy socks from Bath and Body Works, you know, and put my lotion on and sit there and have like a pedicure while I'm, you know, talking with God. And then part of that day is just some self-care. So for me, that looks like going to Target by myself and looking at the clearance racks, you know. It doesn't, I I just get pleasure looking at the clearance stuff. I don't have to buy anything necessarily, but that just kind of takes my mind into a happy place for half an hour, you know. So, and, and like going to lunch out, I'm just saying, I've been a work-at-home mom and a stay-at-home mom, lunch out is like sometimes better than dinner out, you know? And so I just treat myself to lunch out and I pick the day that Panera has my soup and that's the day I do it, you know? So I just think if you can do that, you're kind of, you're rewarding yourself for all this being the heart of the home during Christmas. And you're kind of recharging your battery so that you can keep blessing your family. So I hope that this gave you at least one good tip that you can take away. And I wanted to let you know that tomorrow, this book, Transforming Your Thought Life, Christian Meditation and Focus, this just published on October 1st. So I am having a book signing at Barnes & Noble tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 5. So I would love for many of you to come there and tell me Hey, I saw you at Mops, because I'm not going to remember all your faces. (laughs) But um, it would be great to see you, and you can bring your kids along to play at the, you know, train table, like I used to do. And um, now we're going to draw a winner. So it's going to take a couple seconds to gather all the... Ah, Look at you guys. I was so focused on my talk, I didn't even notice. Okay. Lisa Hammond. So come up, and you get you get a signed copy of. Thank you, Sarah.